0: Hail to the Podcast is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Do you know ticket prices drop right before the game starts? And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. So with Game Time, you can buy your tickets in just two taps. You know what I wish I could do in just two taps? Clean my house. Maybe I need a Roomba. Two taps and your house is clean. You can watch sports all day. It's that easy. But until then, I've got game time. The game time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. You can download the game time app in the Google Player App Store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. With D-Hall. What's up, D-Hall?
1: What's going on, Aaron? How you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. The Redskins, they're now three and ten. Doesn't that sound lovely?
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tell me about it. Three and ten. Mm-mm-mm.
0: So what have you seen um, that you've liked? So, I mean, obviously at this point, we're really looking towards next season. What have you seen that you've liked from Dwayne Haskins? I know he was kind of fighting through some injury issues. Yeah. On Sunday. And,
1: and Aaron, before I talk about what I saw good from Dwayne Haskins, why is he out there on the field? Like if he's limping around like that, he can't even be himself. I'm sitting here watching this game. Like, why is this dude still out here? Because all I kept thinking about was RG3 fighting through an injury, getting hurt, and never being the same player again. And I don't know exactly what's wrong with Dwayne Haskins, but when you limp around like that and can't even put pressure on your foot to plant and drive the ball in on a throw and still make some of the good throws he made – I was thoroughly impressed with him, but I'm a little disappointed that he was even out there playing because to me it, it, it makes no sense. The same reason they're shutting down Darius Geis with the MCL um is kind of the, the opposite logic they're doing for Dwayne Haskins. They let him battle through. Like I don't need to see if he's tough uh 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 at three and ten uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Like I'm not gonna find that question out. Uh, right then and there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I was expecting to see Case Keenum come in. And you would think, like, after all the injury issues this team has gone through the last few seasons, that they would have been a little more cautious. I get it if Haskins is begging to play and he wants to be in there, but...
1: Every dude is going to be begging to play. That's how we're wired. If you aren't begging to play, you don't... I don't want you on my team. And so, as a coach, as trainers, as anybody who has anything to do with that organization, I got to protect these guys. And me protecting these guys is telling Dwayne Haskins, hey, young fella, I love your fight. I love your grit and attitude, but we're not going to get better today. We're not going to get better watching you go out there on basically one leg, not a, not being able to really elude the rush. He was a sitting duck in that pocket at times. And as bad as I'm saying, he looked, because of his ankle, he still made some great throws it was time and time again I mean I I can remember watching the game and hearing Rondé Barber say wow I don't know why Dwayne Haskins is out there but that was a heck of a throw like this dude is throwing this ball with one foot and you know what I mean and it's like dang Rondé you you're right he is really throwing this ball and muscling in throws and dicing up this defense um, on one leg you know, yeah, it reminded also, me of it,
0: what does he have to prove? They're not playing for anything. Get the exactly, kid out of there. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I know I was a big person who said, hey, look, Dwayne Haskins needs his reps. He needs to be out there. He needs to be learning. He needs to be in game situations. That is 100% still, still my opinion. But it's only my opinion when he's healthy and he's able to be himself. When he's out there on one leg, I'm not accomplishing what I'm trying to accomplish because he can't play the quarterback position the way he's used to playing. Even seeing him trying to get out of a pocket here and there, he's limping, he's just not able to be himself. And that, to me, um, was frustrating as a fan because all I saw in that game was somebody rolling up on that ankle or something happening um and him hurting it worse than it already uh was hurt and 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 and, and him and him and that situation basically setting the franchise back because if you get injured right now, a season ending injury, you might as well chalk out next season too. Because it's so late in the season. I was fortunate enough to get hurt week three a couple times early in the season. But when it's early, you got a chance to basically use that season as a wash, rehab through the offseason, and be back by the time the season starts. When you get hurt later in the year and in the playoffs, you pretty much got to say, hey, that whole next season is pretty much gone. And imagine what we're going to be saying if that's the case at the quarterback position.
0: Well, let's segue from, since we're on the topic of injuries, and I know – You probably have a lot to say about Darius Geist, but the MCL sprain, just another setback for the Redskins running back. I mean, it's been an injury-filled start to his NFL career. He tore the ACL in his left knee during that preseason game last year, uh, missed his rookie campaign. Then he tore the meniscus in his right knee in 2019, sorry, um, in that opener. Um, And so now... What is your take on this MCL sprain?
1: Look, you know, it, it, the kid was playing really good football. You take the game he had in Carolina, the couple runs he had in, in Green Bay, and there's so much to be optimistic about. Um, it's just, it, it's tough, Aaron, because we can't sit here and say what could Darius Geis have done different. It's not much he could have did different. He ran to football, he got hit on his knee. It happens sometimes. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about a guy named Charles Woodson, who we all know is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And early in his career, he was always hurt. He was almost labeled a bust. Well, not really a bust, but he, he was always hurt to the point that Oakland said, hey, man, we don't want you. Sent him to Green Bay. And he goes on to continue a, a Hall of Fame career. And sometimes it's just the luck of the draw. Some dudes get hurt early in their career and they're able to bounce back. Some dudes get hurt early. They never bounce back. Some dudes get hurt late. Um, And so, you know, I was a guy who got hurt late. And so for Darius Geis, I just want to say, hey, buddy, keep grinding. Keep working. Keep rehabbing. Keep doing all those little things. Keep standing around a guy like Adrian Peterson because he's been lucky and blessed enough uh, to be healthy. I mean, we we hurt Adrian. Look, I say we. We played Minnesota, gosh, I think it was week 10, 11, 12, one year tore Adrian Peterson's ACL. Didn't do it on purpose, but we had a guy hit him low towards ACL. AP came back first game of the season and set the record, 2,000 yards. Dude's and a beast. so, yeah, I mean, sh- stranger things have happened, especially at the running back position. But, you know, when you take those kind of hits and guys coming from all different angles, you know, you, you got a you gotta greater chance to get hurt. And Darius is, has been unlucky in a sense that it seems like every time he's gotten hit Kind of down and around those, you know, those lower extremities. You know, it, it, it always results in something, and you know, you hate to see that for a kid who's starting to have a little bit of success. Um, you know, him along with with, with Dwayne Haskins and, and 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 the rest of those guys on that offense, Terry McLaurin. They they give you a lot to look forward to offensively because you are starting to see, hey, we have some weapons that can make plays. Um, now you're seeing with Darius Geis, which has been the problem with this Redskins team is can we overcome the injuries? Can we keep him healthy? Um, And yeah, you know, couldn't have happened to a better dude, man. You know, I feel so bad for him. I just was, 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 was texting with him the other day about how, how just impressed I was with that performance and how he was grinding. Um, I gave him my game ball on NFL total access the other day. Uh, And, you know, I'm a fan of the kid and, You know, I hate it for him. It couldn't have happened to a better person.
0: I agree. And just the – he's had to battle back and has suffered, you know, so many injuries since he started. The MCL, though – uh, not as severe as an ACL yeah. Um, yeah, in terms yeah. of like the healing potential on its own. What what can you what kind of light can you shed on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he doesn't I mean need
0: surgery. Right. Yeah.
1: I was going to say it should be a non-surgical deal where he just needs time. And the only reason they're going ahead, going ahead and shutting him down. This is typically an injury that lasts two to three weeks. You want to be super, super safe. You, you know, you might keep the guy out four weeks. Is about four weeks left in the season.
0: You might as well shut it down since they're not playing for
1: anything. And it and it's and it's and it's only about four weeks left in the season. So why risk it? Get another guy in. You're going to be up against the numbers when you talk about who's up for special teams, practice squad. So just go ahead and put him on IR. Save him. Um, Don't try to rush him back out there because, like we like we've all been saying, you aren't playing for much. And so let's make sure we get this kid the best opportunity. Um, to be ready next season. And I think that's what this this team's doing. I think it was a great, great decision.
0: All right. Speaking of decisions, it sounds like Dan Snyder has a big decision to make when it comes to team president Bruce Allen. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. is your take on all of these reports? It's hard when you're around the team and here locally. We hear so much about Bruce Allen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but now it's, I mean, reports are coming from every direction. I mean, even Mm -hmm. like today we are hearing he might get fired and lose his job. Where are you at with this situation? Have you talked to Bruce? So what's your assessment of what's going on? You know,
1: I, you know, I reached out to Bruce. Bruce is at, uh, is at team meetings or winter meetings down in Dallas? Um, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to connect, um, you know, when he's back in town, uh, you know, but I, you know, like I said, Aaron, I've always been a fan of Bruce Allen. Uh, you know, I I do think sometimes uh, the job can be a little bit too much for anybody. And so with that being said, I would have loved for Bruce to go ahead and name a GM um, to kind of take some of that responsibility off his plate. You know, he, he's, he's got a lot to kind of deal with. They're trying to get a stadium, you know, is, is they're looking for a head football coach now. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that's going on in that building That it's like, man, if you can just have more eyes, more people helping the process of, of finding football players, it's just one less thing you have to do. Um, and so it, it's going to be a tall order if Bruce Allen is not here to to go in one offseason and find a, a a a a new president, a new general manager and a and a head football coach. That is a tall order for any organization to try to fill in one off season. And so, you know, I would love to see Bruce stay here. I know the fans are probably going to jump down my throat, but I do like Bruce. I I, I do have a great relationship with him. And I do think everything that we view as a problem can be fixed, can 100% absolutely be fixed. I don't know. I don't know all that's 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 all the details of the whole Trent Williams situation. So I'm taking that whole scenario off the table and saying this football team can be fixed. They have players. They have go ahead. Go
0: ahead. You brought up Trent and before I want Mm -hmm. you to finish your point. Sorry for interrupting. But if Bruce Allen were to lose his job with the Redskins, would that change Trent's mind and, and maybe open that door?
1: At all? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I've asked Trent that question and he's kind of, you know, he, he's non-committal to the answer. You know, it's not a yes, it's not a no. Um, mm. you know, he, 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 this, this was personal for him and anyone who's dealt with any kind of situation personally, you kind of got to throw logic out the window. And so maybe Trent's not thinking logically, maybe this organization isn't thinking logically. I don't know. Um, At this point, it's still a lot to be uncovered and the truth has to come out, I think. Um, You know, I think with the whole grievance situation that was filed, um, you know, as far as them withholding Trent's back half of his salary, putting him on the NFI list, you know, I think all of those things still have to be worked out. Um, But, you know, I I, I can't answer that question for Trent, uh, Aaron. Yeah. Do I think there's a good chance he possibly would want to be here I, I I don't know, you know right. he okay. he's kind of he's kind of been hot and cold about it for 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 so long now. I think for him and his organization, you know, if I was a part of this front office, I think it's best that everyone Turn just move on. Yeah, I think no, Trent I needs to go somewhere agree. else. I think this organization needs to say, "Hey, thank you for being a great player for so many years. We appreciate you. We wish you nothing but the best. Sorry if we did anything wrong. Sorry if if yeah. if that's the way." things happen I, you know i don't think you try to make this arranged marriage work at this point i think too many people feel feel you know have their beliefs and their stances and i don't think anybody's going to be persuaded one way or the other
0: D-Hall, before we move on, I want to tell our listeners about DoorDash because I usually work late. And by the time I get home, I am starving. And the last thing I want to do is cook. That's why I like to treat myself to the meal I deserve. And my favorite restaurants, they come right to my door with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. So you don't have to worry about dinner you can let dinner come to you with DoorDash. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 bucks or more when they download the DoorDash app and then enter promo code HAIL. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code HAIL. So don't forget, the promo code is HAIL for 5 bucks off your first order from DoorDash. Now, circling back to how you think this front office situation can be fixed and this team can, you know, quickly get back on the right path, what would you suggest? How do you envision that happening?
1: You know what? This team just needs a concrete plan, a plan that everyone in the organization from the top down understands and is behind. I think a lot of times when you don't have a conventional GM in place – um, you know, everyone's agenda kind of gets kind of thrown in the mix. You know, you have Bruce's agenda and his plan of what he thinks. Then you might have Doug Williams' plan of what he thinks things look like. And then you have a, 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 a you know, a, a pro personnel uh VP who has his plan. And then you have a college personnel guy who has his plan. And it's kind of like, hey, guys, we all need to really get together and figure out what's the identity and the plan of this football team, and it's hard to do that, Aaron, without a head football coach, because I don't want to put together a team that X Y Z coach doesn't feel like he can win with, right? Absolutely. Bill, Bill and Parcells. Said, about that. Building, Bill Parcel said it the best. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want him, <laughs> if you're gonna make, if you're gonna let me cook the food, let me pick my groceries. You can't give me all this tofu and this and that, and then and then you want steak you didn't give me the ingredients to make steak. And so, you know, I'm a firm believer in, and that's why I've always wanted to be a front office guy. I flirted with coaching just because I know I would be a great coach. I have so much knowledge and and, and just situational awareness to pass on. I, so I've always wanted, you know, I've always thought I'd be a great coach, but my passion is in, is in front office. It's about picking players and sitting down and, and, hearing a guy's story and and, and trying to see if if that guy's really about football, if that guy's about himself more so than football. Look, the reason things work in New England is they got a lot of guys who care about football and that football team, and that team is more important than their individual success. I'm not knocking anybody. I was a guy who didn't give a damn about the team. I cared about myself. When I first got in this league, (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was about how many Pro Bowls I can make, how, how, how many plays I can make. When I was about to be traded from the Atlanta Falcons, I met with the Washington Redskins. And I met with Vinny Serrato and a couple other coaches. And I remember Greg Blosh, who at the time was a defensive coordinator who served under Greg Williams as Greg Williams' D-line coach. When Greg left, Greg Blosh got the got the D.C. job. And I remember Greg Bloss asking me, what can you do to help my football team win games? And I went into this long speech about how I can do this, how I can go follow guys, how I can make plays, how I've had all these interceptions and how I score touchdowns. And he said, that's nice. But all you talked about was yourself and what you can do. And I thought it was a trick question. You know what I mean? I I left the meeting kind of like, damn, I think I blew that. And then I remember (laughs) other guys coming to me saying, hey, that's just how Coach Blosh is. He loved you. He knows that when you're great, our team is great. But I ultimately was not there. The trade didn't happen. I ended up, you know, going to Oakland, getting cut, getting back with Blosh and, and, and coming to Washington. And we laugh about that story. And I respect Coach Blash so much um, now. But now I look back and I'm like, man, the player I was, if he'd have asked me that question year 10 versus year four, all oh, my answer would have been totally different. But that's the kind of players I want on my football team that care about the team more so than their individual success. And it takes time to find those guys. It's a culture.
0: Would you ask that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a culture. It's it's one hundred percent a culture uh, change that needs to happen. And you know, it starts from the top, and it starts from everybody understanding we're a part of a team, and we're not working against each other. And so if I want Joe Schmo and, you know, the head coach wants, you know, this guy and the president wants the other guy. Yeah. Cool, let's make our cases. Whoever we end up getting, let's all be on the same page for that dude to be successful. That's what I don't think sometimes happens. I think sometimes people are are a little mad that they didn't win the argument or their guy wasn't chosen. And so and that the successful. Yeah, window, that yeah, kind of that got to go out the window, man, because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team. And as coaches always like to say in the training camp when players get to fighting, we're all on the same team here. Yeah, coach, you're right. Sometimes those guys need to understand we're all on the same team, and it's nothing communication can't fix. That's the one thing I've learned the older I, I, I get. I like to talk now. I didn't like to talk as much when I was young. I didn't like to voice my opinions. Um because mm-hmm. I didn't think they mattered But it, to me, it's all about 100% transparency Let me tell you why I feel the way I feel Let me mm-hmm. hear why you feel how you feel And let's figure out if we can somehow make this work And we might not be able to make it work Sometimes it's, you just agree to disagree That doesn't also, mean I don't like you
0: Exactly, but also I think... Uh, it's good that, you know, everyone or the people you're describing in their roles voice their opinion. No two guys are gonna have the same thoughts about a certain mm-hmm. player or, or the direction, mm-hmm. you know, that they're heading. But I think like the defined and clear roles too in the hierarchy, because it seems like there's almost like too many cooks in the kitchen right now and there's not sort of like defined roles where well, yeah, you well, can voice and- your opinion, but they all have to be on the same page about what direction they're heading.
1: Well, when you say too many cooks in the kitchen, Aaron, give me a comparison. Give me, give me, like, what what do you mean? For
0: example, for example, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, with the Darius Geist injury, gosh, it's a great thing that Doug Williams signed Adrian Peterson. um, But when he did. Uh, Doug Williams told the media that Bruce and Dan were a little upset and caught off guard by that, or at least I believe Bruce was. And so to me, it's kind of like you need first of all Doug doing that was a great thing for this team let's be honest yeah, I mean obviously no, absolutely. Adrian Peterson isn't the same player he was when he's younger but they really needed that and now with Bill Callahan the interim head coach they're running the ball he's he's mm-hmm. consistent he's healthy um he can get on the field um you know that's one example and then uh, you know another one is when um the the team was looking to sign Alex Smith and Doug Williams was reportedly told to turn his phone off um, and and like, we'll see you tomorrow. And for someone in that role of vice president of personnel, uh, you would think he might be in on something like that. You know, it just seems like the roles aren't very defined. Like he could sign – Adrian Peterson, and kind of got in trouble for that, and then they didn't want him involved in the Alex Smith decision at all. Now, this is all reportedly. I don't want to say I know this for yeah, a fact. This is all just kind of what has come out. But my thing is, it's like having more clear communication and defined roles um, as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And really understanding that, yeah, those roles are there and those roles are are, are defined, but still, everyone's voice should have a chance to be heard. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason that, you know, the reason Google's successful is because they have a think tank where everyone bounces ideas because, hey, it's something you might see that I would have never seen. Why? Because I, I'm i only seeing the positive in this in this scenario, or in this situation, especially if it's your baby. Right. It's like, hey, look, I can I, I'm only going to show you the positives. So I need everybody beating down my idea and basically tearing it apart to make it successful. You know what I mean? I want yeah. everyone tearing down what I'm thinking so we can ultimately come together and figure out, hey, what's the best thing for this team? It's hard because we don't have a head coach. And so, even though we have Coach Callahan right now, you know, to to say we know what the identity of this football team is going to be heading into next season is far-fetched because we don't. We have no clue um, what this potential team is going to look like next year, what the identity of this team is going to look like. Coach Callahan's a smash mouth football kind of guy. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, who who name has come up, he's a scheme you Andy Reid. Let's beat you with all these plays and beautifully drawn up deception. Um, you know, kind of banana in the tailpipe type of type of game planning. And Bieniemy um, that-
0: is your favorite for the job, right?
1: He is my favorite when it comes to developing a young quarterback. He mm-hmm. might not be my favorite when it comes to uh, what kind of leader is he. I don't know Eric bien And so I can't put my stamp of approval just because I don't know everything about Eric bien I know he is a great offensive play caller. I know Andy Reid trusts his creative mind. Um, and, I, and, and, I, and I know he has great pedigree coming from under Andy Reid's tree. Andy Reid, you know, he's he's a lovey-dovey type of a coach. He's not a scream, cuss you out, Bill Belichick type of dude. Um, he's not a Bill Callahan type of guy. Coach Callahan's a little more fiery. Um, and <laughs> so I don't know what kind of coach this team is looking for. I know the kind of coach I think they need, but I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Why? Um, but it's <laughs> – because I don't want to give this, I don't want to give the blueprint away just yet. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna give you the blueprint away just yet. You need to get paid, to get paid as a GM for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I got some. Hey, I got some groundbreaking <laughs> ideas now. That's I'll a, good, that's a good idea. Don't
0: don't hey, don't spill the beans here. Me and John, and let me and John steal. Lynch.
1: Me and John Lynch before that Baltimore Forty Nine ers game had some had some good conversations about just the way in which the league is trending and how how he thinks um you know you should play defense how i think you should play defense um you know when you're a former player and especially myself Aaron i might not have won super bowls um and i might not have been a perennial uh uh uh, uh, uh pro bowler but i was i was a damn good player and i think every player i played against respects that understands yeah. that when 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 i suited up You was going to get all I had. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think so many people respect the way I played the game because especially later in my career, it it, it, it became less and less about me and more and more about the team. What can I do for this team? What you want me to play? You want to play safety? You want me to go follow this dude? You want me to go over there? You want me to do this? Cool. Mm -hmm. Like it Mm -hmm. became about that. And the more you can can get through the guys, the more you can relate to guys, the more you can pull – Pull the greatness out of those guys, man. Leonard Fletcher was one of the most powerful motivators I've ever been around. He pulled so many great plays out of me, and he taught me so much that I mean, I feel like I owe it to this organization. I owe it to 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 whoever's next in line to try to pull the best out of them. Um, I love you know, that. You're, you're, you're watching Dunbar. Ball, because we poured so much into him at a young age that he he like he ex- he he expects it now. He mm-hmm. works and he understands when you work, results follow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing that I love of why I think you would thrive in that GM role is how you've described sort of your um, progression in the league talking about kind of being like a me guy. And then you were like the unselfish guy. And so you can relate to so many different types of players and be able to pull the very best out, out of them because you've kind of like gone through so many different roles and really like matured in the NFL where I think you'd be able to connect connect and figure out, okay, how am I going to get this guy to take, or what makes this guy take because you can connect because you've been there.
1: Yeah. And I'm a realist, Aaron, you know what I mean? Like I play the game, but for the most part, I'm going to be as respectful as I can, but I'm going to try to be honest with you. You know, I think a lot of front office guys tend to play that game. Um, and one coach that I remember Raheem Morris, uh, You know, the one thing he taught me was you always need to be honest with your players because if they don't know, how can they fix it? How can they be better? How can you expect the guy who you're telling after you come out of meetings with the other execs as coaches? They all meet and talk about the performances and what players need to do what. And I've had numerous coaches come in and tell me, oh, everything's great. And it's like, dude, we play like crap. What you mean everything great? And then I had another, and, and and then I had another coach whisper in my ear, yeah, man. Now they was actually bashing so and so. Look, if he don't do this, he's gonna be out of this. He's gonna be off this team. And that young guy has no clue that he needs to work on X, Y, Z. And so, and so, so if he I fix it and get better? how how can I get better if I don't know I need to get better? That's the best piece of advice I gave a young Sean McVay. He said, D Hall. Man, why why do you guys respect Raheem Morris? Why do you guys love Raheem so much? Why do you love Ra? I said, Sean, the one thing you're going to notice, if you, like, players are going to automatically trust you. You're a cool guy. You're young. But if you can get that player to really, really believe that, whether you do it intentionally or unintentionally, but if you can get that player to believe that you have his best interests at heart, that you want him to succeed just as much as you want yourself to succeed, man, that dude will run through a brick wall for you. And Sean yeah. was able to do that with this tight end room we had. And he was able to go in there in L.A. and prove to all of those guys in that locker room that, hey, I need y'all more than you need me. And those dudes rallied behind Sean. They fought hard as hell for him. Um, and, and they made it to a Super Bowl last year. They're a little bit, you know, they don't have the the offensive linemen they they need to really be, you know, compete this year, but they're still fighting. They're still fighting and clawing and, you know, it was the same, it was the same mindset we had for Raheem Morris. We didn't want to let him down. We didn't want him to look bad. We didn't want to give up plays because it was like, God, man, we man, we gave up that play. Ra told us that play was coming, dog. And we mm-hmm. gave it up. Man, we making him look bad. Like yeah. that's what it became about. It didn't become about Dang, D. Hall, you ain't make that play. Dang, uh Jay No, you didn't make that play. It became about, hey, bro, we're gonna make this play. raw told us it's coming. He prepared us. Let's go out here and ball. Like that's what it became about. Balling so that your coach got the recognition, so that he climbed that ladder of DC, head football coach. And like those, those are the moments when you as a player are like, man, like oh, I love we, that. We, we 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 did that. We did that. Yeah. We got like it's teams. And units that feel like that. I can remember the Legion of Boom talking to Cam Chancellor, and he took pride in knowing that that defense was the reason Dan Quinn got a head job. Gus Bradley got a head job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that. We went out and balled so so hard that they got no they got no choice but to take our take our DC and make him a head football coach.
0: That's awesome. I love that. All right, so the Eagles roll to town. Uh, they'll be at FedEx Field on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff. So we'll be back to preview that later this yeah. week. We want to thank all of our subscribers and listeners. What you got going this week, D-Hall? Uh,
1: shoot, nothing, man. I'm heading back from L.A. to D.C. Uh, shoot, I might even try to go check the game out. I, I, I need to see. I, I need to see one, and I think this might be one we can get. I'm saying it now. All right. Don't all look right. that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it'll be interesting for sure. Um curious to see how Dwayne's doing this week as well. Um but can't wait for that game on Sunday. We will preview it later this week. We want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers. You guys are the best. I know it's been a long season hang in there. Things are definitely I feel like twenty twenty is gonna be a bounce back season oh, for the twenty twenty
1: has to be. After <laughs> every storm there's a rainbow. We've we've had a couple storms. We ready for this rainbow to come. I agree. I agree.
0: All right D Hall catch up with you later this week.
1: All right, sounds good Aaron. Hold on home.
0: Out.